let's pretend it's Harry Potter, and they tried to send the organ by flu powder, and things went wrong, right? Since this is the final episode of The Shifty we will have for you this season, we wanted to interview the man the whole brewery started with, Larry Bell. Larry sat down with us to discuss Bell's Brewery's history, culture, and more. I'm Nick. And I'm Maddie. And for those of you who don't know, in 1983, Larry started a homebrew shop called the Kalamazoo Brewing Company. During this time, he was brewing his own beer in a 15-gallon soup pot. When Larry's homebrews grew in popularity, he decided to create his own brewery in 1985. Since then, Larry has turned Bell's Brewery into what it is today, a 100% family-owned and independent craft brewery that distributes across the country and was named number one brewery in America by a survey conducted by Zimmergy Magazine. Here's what Larry had to say. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about what the culture of beer and homebrewing looked like when you first got your start? Well, when I first started homebrewing, uh, in early in 1980, the law had just been changed. Uh, Jimmy Carter had just signed that. So there wasn't a lot of anything out there. Um, I still have a copy of my first book I bought down at, I think I must have bought that down at Dane's Market down on Portage Road. It's called the Maltese Flagon, which is not <laughs> a real great name. <laughs> Well, sounds very user friendly. Um, <laughs> Pun based you, things are always the yeah, best. Yeah, you know, um, there's not a whole lot of mention of hops in there. And, uh, you know, so for home brewing, it, it was about using a two and a half pound can of malt extract and a five pound bag of sugar. And if you wanted a really strong batch, use two five pound bags of sugar, which was, which was like rocket fuel. Yeah. Um, you know, and then. I, as you know, I knew um, some about the American Homebrewers Association. So I think in both 83 and 84, I made entries, bottle entries uh, in, and you can find a couple certificates around uh, the offices here at Bell's that, uh, that I got uh, from that. You know, in beer, uh, for the most part, uh, those of us that were interested in beer probably the most interesting things that, that were available would be um, imports. But if you knew somebody was going to be in California, like I remember getting our hands on old foghorn from Anchor, the, the barley wine, and it was terribly exciting. But there weren't, there's even at, you know, at that point, there weren't a lot of regional uh, breweries around. I, I got my first commercial lesson by talking my way into the, the brew house at Stoney's Brewery in uh, Smithton, Pennsylvania, and you know I got to visit Geyer Brothers, but which are both gone these days. So there was there was a little bit of regional beer still left, um, and imports, and homebrew was just really in its beginning stages. I didn't even know that the American Homebrewers Association was around back then. I didn't realize that was still like a thing. Yeah, I'd have to look and see what year they were founded. But, you know, the first Great American Beer Festival was put on by the American Homebrewers Association. Huh. Uh, there's a poster. Oh, okay. Uh, at, back in one of these rooms that I have from <laughs> that names all the breweries that were there. That's funny. On the poster. Um, but it was really, 
it was more about home brewing. Right, right. Uh, and then it evolved as the, the industry grew mm -hmm. uh, into other organizations. And, right. Yeah. So you started the, uh, we started the home brewing store 35 years ago. Uh, what does this, what does the milestone mean to you? I'm old. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, and every year those milestones get bigger and you, wow, it's, it's, you know, it's a lifetime of, of being involved and being dedicated to it. Um, you know, there is, uh, well, I look at our homebrew store now and certainly, uh, it's fun. I enjoy seeing the home brewers in there, and I think about some of the, some of the terrible homebrew <laughs> that was made. You know, I, I, and and the great education that has taken place for for the greater homebrew uh, community, and there are people now uh, making uh, commercial style beer at home, which, which is uh, awesome. Those resources weren't available to us in the early days right so back when you started Kalamazoo Brewing if someone had asked you where will you be in 35 years what would you have thought <laughs> well I you know I'm not sure I, I would have known what to think I had two goals okay so um I can remember saying these goals out loud as does at least one other person and um so these old regional brewers that I would go visit They'd kind of say, listen, you want to do this, you can get yourself up to 30,000 barrels and stay there, and you'll have a nice nice family business, right? And so I wanted to make 30,000 barrels. That was my goal. And I figured it'd be reasonable at 30,000 barrels to make, uh, personally make $100,000. So those were the goals that I was shooting for. And, of course, it's been many years ago that we blew through 30,000 barrels. Right. But you know that there's there's that same sort of thought that crosses my mind though. For them and and their era 30,000 might have been that number. Um for our era, so the question is is it really about growth and is that the most important thing to you and you will grow no matter what it takes and whether that changes your company your ethics or whatever or is there a place that you can just be happy and you don't want to have to take on the Anheusers and right. and and Millers of the world and make great beer and have a nice life? I feel like it's also a matter of focusing more on quality than quantity. You know, if your only goal is to hit a certain number, then your quality might be lacking. But if you focus more on, I want my customers to be happy, I want my employees to be happy. Well, I'm not saying that you can't have both quantity and quality, but... Um, I guess some of that's how we defend, uh, define uh, quality. You know, um, you know there there are things. You know, just for me, we make all malt beer. Okay, do, are we going to start making? We can start making two hearted with twenty percent corn syrup, so it costs less <laughs> and we can charge less and make more of it. But we're not going to do that. No, uh, it would drastically probably affect the flavor of it too. It? Yeah. Not in a good way. Well, 
Hoping to learn more about Bell's Brewery? Check out the action firsthand with a tour at our Comstock or downtown Kalamazoo locations. Tours are available Wednesdays through Sundays. Learn more about tour times and reserve your spot today at bellsbeer.com tours. So I guess after all of these years, is there a particular beer that is you found to be your favorite or is that? Uh, that's one of my least favorite questions. Uh. <laughs> um, I used to back in the day say they're all my children. I love them all <laughs> equally. Um, people didn't like that answer. Uh, I like Q Falls a lot. Q Falls is very personal for me because it came to me in a dream. And, um, you know, the whole thing came to me in a dream. So that's, that's a, a special fun one. I have a soft spot in my heart for amber ale, especially on draft. Um, yeah, you know, it built the brewery in the in the early days. Yeah, whenever beers. I'm whenever I'm downtown, every once in a while, I'll look up and be like, I haven't had an amber in a while, and that's like it always tastes the best whenever it's like. Yeah, it, you know, it's very food friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I guess that that's some of my favorites. All right. So the Center Cafe is a big part of what we do. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the art that's down there? So uh, when the cafe opened in June of 93, uh, the two sort of main tenants that we opened up on were there's no smoking and no TV. Hmm. And so the idea being, you're going to have to talk to people <laughs> in here. You can't just veg out watching, watching TV. So over the years, it's, it's gotten filled up with stuff. And as I travel... I collect various pieces of art. Some of them, you know, you see an artist that you can't get something now, and maybe uh, you order something or paper ephemera. Um, So, and masks, you know, if I can find masks or facial carvings or something, then um, I I try and collect uh, that sort of stuff. So it's just a, a hodgepodge of, of old things and there is no tv but if you're sitting next to somebody at the bar they might say what the what is that up there (laughs) uh yeah Uh, first time here yeah what what is all this stuff (laughs) well and it starts a conversation between two people Mm -hmm. right so that you're socially interacting which that's what the pub should be all, all about what's your favorite piece of art down there oh gosh there we go with the favorites uh I, I don't know that uh, I couldn't say that there's any favorite down there. You know, there, you know, there's all kinds of good things. I mean, we've got I've got some some flags from winning uh, Bayview, the Bell's Beer Bayview Yacht Race. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Have you ever noticed the organ down by the the stairs that lead to the courtyard? It's like disassembled, right? Well, you know, Bruce, who used to work for us for many years, and Bruce, who wrapped the the poles with the rope, and um, <laughs> I said to Bruce that this old organ was left in the carport of a house I bought, and I said, Bruce, here's here's what we're going to do. I said, let's pretend it's Harry Potter, and they tried to send the organ by flu powder, and things <laughs> went wrong, right? <laughs> and Bruce said, well, I've never read Harry Potter, you know, and... <laughs> Bruce is a little older than me. I said, okay, Bruce, let's imagine it's Star Trek. 
okay? <laughs> and they're using the transporter, and things got screwed up. Oh, I totally know what <laughs> oh, you're yeah, doing. All right. <laughs> now I'm on board. Yeah. That's funny. So you know, there's all kinds of fun things there. So beer is obviously a big part of what we do and a big part of your life, but I feel like our fans have heard the history a lot, and uh, I guess what we want to know is in 2018, like, what does Larry Bell want to talk about? Um, how I can, <laughs> how I can get some more hours in my day. <laughs> that's uh, fair. Yeah, that's kind of how how this week is is <laughs> is going on. You know, for for me, uh, I have um, other things that I'm involved with. So, um, you know, tomorrow I'm giving a speech in front of 400 people uh, at a financial conference. And I'm hosting a political candidate on Thursday night at, at my home. Thursday morning by 10 o'clock, I just learned at lunch today, I have to submit rest, written testimony to a Senate committee that I'm testifying in front, U.S. Senate committee I'm testifying <laughs> wow. in front of on Monday morning before I get back Monday night to attend a Heart Association <laughs> dinner, uh, which I have a leadership role in. So, you know, that and the Chicago Cubs, <laughs> uh, we can talk about those things. <laughs> that, is, that is wild. That, I could not imagine trying to pull all that off in like a week. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. So, um, obviously, since Bells has become so popular, it's pretty common to go out and see someone wearing a Bells t-shirt or Bells sunglasses. Is it weird seeing your last name everywhere when you go out? I, I, whenever I see it, it just gives me a thrill. I, we were going out to dinner in Chicago up in Andersonville the other night, and some guy was wearing a hat, and I, I yelled out the window of the cab at him. You know? <laughs> um, and, you know, go, going to Wrigley Field now to the baseball game, and, you know, we're in line to get some draft Oberons, and here's this, this group of young women ordering Oberons, and, I give them my card, and they go, so what are you, like the president or something? Well, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, you are. <laughs> oh, we love your beer. And, oh. um, so, you know, uh, it's, no, it's, that never gets, that never gets uh, dull, um, you know, and, and seeing somebody, and I always thank them. Uh, you know, because we don't, you know, there are certain brands of beer that you could probably go to any mall in America and buy their logoed clothing. We don't do that. So when you see somebody that's wearing a, a logoed hat or a T-shirt or something, you know either A, they've, they've been to the general store to buy it, or B, they cared enough to actually try and make an order online, mm -hmm. right? So Either way, it all comes from here. Yeah, yeah. so, so you know, they, they're probably involved with the product pretty, pretty well. Right. So I guess, uh, I guess in wrapping up... Um, What's the most important thing that you've learned since this all started, since opening the brewery? And I think I think uh, patience. Um, you know, uh, when you have a business with lots of employees and lots of vendors and suppliers and customers, um, things go wrong, and uh, people come to you with the uh, it's a disaster, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and, you know, in small business, your best day can be followed by your worst day can be followed by your best day. Um, but 
um, you know, things usually aren't as dramatic as as they first appear, um, and just uh, being patient and and taking a look at at all things and figuring out how to how to weather through the conflicts that happen. Awesome. Well, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you for coming in and kind of speaking with us. And Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much to Larry Bell for talking with us today. I'm Maddie. And I'm Nick. And you've been listening to The Shifty. Cheers. Cheers.